Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. We want to talk about this Broncos-Chargers matchup. What are the keys to the game? Yes, we have our actual keys in studio to try to guide us through this game and see what this Broncos team has to do to get a win against the Chargers. Playing in L.A., hosting the Chargers. Wait, what? Is that a home game for the Broncos? It very well may be. We've seen it in the past. We'll see if that benefits the Denver Broncos. We'll also get into, should the Broncos actually win this game? If you're a fan, do you want them to win this game? That's certainly the interesting discussion now as this pendulum swings between, well, a team that you kind of want to see them get a top draft pick, but also you don't want them to Fargo on the season. So a lot to get to on the Broncos Blitz podcast, but first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varell in that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Head on over there to Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Tap14.com. Joining me on the podcast today, contributor to milehighsports.com, that would be Jake Peterson. Jake, where can they find you on social media? And uh, do you have anything brewing in the tank so far uh, when it comes to content? Uh, I am at JakeyP303. I've always got ideas spinning. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be helping us this weekend with the Broncos content. I think mm-hmm. um, because look, this is a big game for Denver. Yep, this is the pendulum swinging game, if you will. If the Broncos are, um, well, I'll just ask you straight up: Should the Broncos win this game? Should they? Probably not. Uh, just as far as putting themselves in a position to have a better draft pick. Sure. Uh, you know put together something for the future and build on this young core that so far has has played pretty well, then no, they shouldn't win. Yeah, because let's remember, I mean, this is a Broncos team that's going to go through a miserable season, right? They're going to they're going to go through either a 2 and 14, 4 and 12, 6 and 10 season. It, it's all going to be miserable no matter what. But the difference between the first overall pick and the fifth overall pick or the fifth overall pick to the 10th overall pick is a big big deal. And look, if you start to win garbage games that all of a sudden it's like, oh man, well, uh, we kind of wish actually we would have lost that because then we would have had a better opportunity to draft a quarterback or maybe it's a a premier offensive lineman, pass rusher, who knows? Um, Certainly a conundrum. But um, look, I think if you're a fan, you obviously want them to win the game, but maybe there's some realistic fans that think, look, just pack it in and, and hope for next year. We knew that this team was not going to be very, very competitive anyways. Um, and, and understand that you are now in the embracing the lost tank mode. You're playing for draft picks. You're playing for, uh, you know, Drew Locke, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, the players want to win. The players are going to always want to win. You are never going to change that. But when it comes to the fans, and maybe the smarter thing for the franchise in the, in the actual vision could be a little different. It very well could be. And I, but I think part of that comes down to this team has so many competitive players that it's going to be tough to buy into that. And Oh, also, they will never. Players, no, I right. will tell you this, being in locker rooms for several years, you will never get that from a player. Right. and th- so As you shouldn't, probably. Exactly. No. But John Elway also probably is not buying into that philosophy. 
I mean, this this is a guy that is just hyper competitive yes. and played at an elite level, one of the best to ever do it. You know, it's it's tough for him to sit back and think and accept the fact that we're just not a very good football team right now. So maybe we should plan for the future. And it's really hard to plan for the future when your young quarterback that you drafted and spent resources on this offseason is now hurt. I mean, this Broncos team is in limbo. What do you do? Yeah, it's very much a difficult situation for Denver because you can't groom the young quarterback, can't get him experience. Um, And quite frankly, to to be truly honest, I mean, even if you were punting on the season now, Flacco's actually playing pretty well. He's not the reason why they're losing. So there's just this, this, there's a lot going on with this Denver team. Although maybe we should counter what I just said when it talks about Joe Flacco. Uh, Joe Flacco, I don't think has been the main reason why they're losing, but the bottom line is this team is scoring 17 and a half points per game. And by the way, the chargers come into this game scoring 22 and a half, which is five more points. Uh, This is on the quarterback. Absolutely. And that's where my, First big key for this game is let's get the keys out. And look, I don't want to be John Madden here. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to tell you that you should score more points than the opponent. Mm. But you should score more points than the opponent. Uh, look, this is a team I think if they can at least, uh, I'm going to say it, I'm going to spin it this way. If they can be productive on offense, okay? Every drive, fruits points, okay? From field goals to touchdowns, finishing in the red zone when you get there. Uh, you know, making sure that you are putting up all the points on the board as possible so that, look, you aren't getting buried uh, against a good quarterback in Phillip Rivers and you aren't running into this situation of, hey, um, we don't have the lead, so we can't turn our pass rushers loose. We don't have the lead, so we can't run the football as effectively as we'd like. So I- I'm just looking to go back to the foundation of, look, trying to play with a lead or at least play tied so that it opens up the team a little bit more. Yeah, and, and giving yourself an opportunity to do what you do best, which is get to the get to the quarterback. My my first key to the game is the pass rush and what happens now without Bradley Chubb. Uh, it's unfortunate that he's going to be out for the season with that ACL, and so Malik Reed, um, Von Miller, those those two have got to get to the quarterback. Derek Wolf, get some pressure up the middle, do something, make Philip Rivers uncomfortable. He's averaging three hundred yards a game right now. He has looked. Very solid so far this season. Don't give him an opportunity to make plays. And look, uh, Philip Rivers is one of those quarterbacks that you give him time and <laughs> he's going to tear you apart. <laughs> That's going to be a bad, bad Sunday. Of course, the Broncos in L.A. to play the Chargers for a kind of like a home game. I imagine a big Broncos contingency, even with the 0-4 status, will be in the stadium. All right. Second key of the game. I think it, it kind of goes hand in hand with what you are saying, Jake, but I'm going to, I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to focus on the middle. I think the interior pass rush is going to be huge for this game. Phillip rivers is not a mobile quarterback. Okay. Uh, watching him run is actually quite entertaining. You could put the uh, yakety yak <laughs> song behind that. Uh, look, this is a Phillip rivers that if you get interior pressure from the Shelby Harris's, the Derek Wolf's, this is a guy who is going to make bad decisions. Uh, gets flustered and can be put into some bad uh, situations that you could take advantage of. We know there's talent in that secondary from Justin Simmons to Chris Harris jr. Uh, you know, that they they're going to get opportunities, but they're not going to get them. If it's Phillip rivers hanging in the pocket and even more. So even if the edge rushers are pushing Phillip rivers up into the pocket, 
The hope is that they're pushing him up into the pocket, into the lap of Shelby Harris, into the lap of Derek Wolf. I'm not sure that's going to be the case if they can't get an interior pass rush. So the interior pass rush, particularly in those uh, interior gaps, is going to be huge for Denver, at least when they are on defense. That's my second key of the game. Yeah, I'm going to kind of stick with you there, sticking defensively. The middle and middle linebacker, inside linebackers, is going to be huge. Melvin Gordon is making his comeback today. Melvin Gordon is a good running back. Austin Eckler has also had a spectacular season for the Chargers so far. Those two running backs, if Phillip Rivers doesn't have the time, he has excellent dump-off options in those two guys, and they know how to make plays. And so guys like Josie Jewell, if he's healthy, and you know the safeties coming up and making plays on, the, uh, on uh, Gordon and Eckler, going to be big. So being able to stop those running backs and you know make the Chargers kind of a one-dimensional team that also aids into your pass rush. So keying in on Gordon and Eckler is going to be my number two key to the game. Yeah. My last key of the game. By the way, thank you, Jake, for bringing these keys in. I Absolutely. It. Uh, look, turnovers. Uh, win the turnover battle. And, and, and not even, um, you know, it's, it's not so much a don't commit turnovers. It's a win the turnover battle. Force some turnovers, okay? Mel, maybe Melvin Gordon coming back. He's a little rusty, and maybe that football is not being held as securely as he should. And, you know, maybe uh, Chris Harris Jr. comes on over and pulls a little peanut tillman and tries to punch that football out. you got to get some turnovers, okay? Uh, this is a team that is sitting on the goose egg right now, and uh, it, it's obviously limiting turnovers a big deal, but you've got to get turnovers. You know, this is a team that needs to start creating opportunities giving their offenses short fields, and then on top of that, just having more possessions than the opposing team. Uh, this is a defense that was supposed to be able to create that, that was supposed to be able to do that. They finally got off the snack schneid uh, last week. It is time to get off the turnover skid because this is a team that is not going to win a lot of football games if they are not causing turnovers, if they're not creating havoc. And look, um, you know, this is a Chargers team that is minus one right now in the turnover battle. Um, so it's not like this is a team that is um, super great at protecting the football. You know, um, Denver obviously right now minus five, which is second worst in the league uh, because they're not creating turnovers. You know, and quite frankly, minus five through four games when you haven't created a turnover is actually not that bad. So this is a team that they need to get to the quarterback, strip sack, uh, interceptions in some way, shape, or form. They got to do something because right now, I'm looking at a bunch of goose eggs, and it is driving me nuts. Yeah, it absolutely is. My my number three key, kind of in a similar fashion, sort of, a big play is going to be key for the Broncos. And I'm talking a special teams touchdown. I'm talking a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Philip Lindsay breaks one loose for 60 yards for the touchdown. And then it gets called back for a hole. All right, I mean, what? Well, well uh, <clears throat> the Broncos have been better about that. Okay, they have been better. They All have right, been continue. better. Yes. But. The Broncos offense clearly has a problem scoring the football. They're averaging, what, 16, 17 points a game right now? That's not good enough. You're going to have to find ways, alternative means of scoring. And if that means Deontay Spencer's going to have to break one loose, which at any time he can, that's what we've seen so far. If that means that Chris Harris Jr. is going to have to take one to the house or Von Miller's going to have to strip sack, fumble recovery in the end, something, somebody make a play. Something is going to have somebody to happen. Somebody do something. That would be nice. Yes. Yeah, look, I, I agree with you to a certain extent, particularly on special teams. We don't talk about special teams a lot. 
And this Spencer kid, I tell you what, every time he touches the ball, I'm like, okay, all right. He's, he's going to catch the ball football first. Which is a key. And which is obviously a big key. But, you know, you never had this from River Craycraft. You know, it was just like, River's going to get 10 yards, and then he's going to run out of bounds. Spencer has game-breaking playmaking speed, but um, I agree with you. You know, and, and maybe even so much uh, through the air. You know, uh, I'm still waiting to see that Flacco deep ball, 60-yard off the play action touchdown to Cortland Sutton. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm looking for him to just absolutely take the top off the defense. Look, it starts with the run game up front, sucking those guys in, and then all of a sudden you have opportunities to beat him downfield. So uh, I do agree with you. I, I think this is a this is their opportunity to finally at least look to, hey, first four games through the season, we've had an opportunity to maybe scheme change a little bit, both on offense and defense, and maybe those schemes – Uh, change for the better, and maybe a familiar opponent in the Chargers changes things, you know, particularly on the defensive side where, look, you know how Keenan Allen plays. You know how Phillip Rivers plays. Several of these players on defense are new, but several of them also have seen Phillip Rivers about a billion times. I'm looking at Shelby Harris. I'm looking at Derek Wolf. I'm looking at Von Miller, Uh, you know, and and look, there is going to be um, a big void left by Bradley Chubb. But Malik Reed, uh, maybe even some Demarcus Walker. You know, maybe they play an extra man down. I mean, there there's some opportunities I think for Denver to at least try to start to fill that as they look for their first win of the season. Um, man, this has been a tough season for them, certainly no doubt. And look, make no mistake, this is a team that's pissed off. But a division opponent at a road home game, if you will, maybe this is what brings out the best of the Denver Broncos. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and away, uh, hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. All right. One big thing that the Broncos absolutely need to do to win that's coming up. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. All right. So we talked about the three keys, Jake. Uh, by the way, where can they find you on Twitter, Jake? I'm at JakeyP303. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio, on Twitter. We talked about the three keys, and those are great. Let's talk about the one thing that the Broncos absolutely must do to win this football game. I'm going to start because it kind of correlates a lot of our discussion when it comes to um, uh, what we talked about in the keys, and that's run the football. Okay, uh, you were talking about the big plays. Okay, you're not going to be able to air it out deep if you've got you know a defense that is stopping your run game to the tune of two and a half, three yards per carry. It's like, well, okay, well, we don't need to have extra men in the box. Well, then all of a sudden, maybe there is that extra safety or that extra corner or that somebody in the secondary that's like, okay, well, now we'll never complete that deep ball. Then the play action isn't working, and then things are just all hunky dory and wonky. Uh, this is a football team that I'm not sure they're ever going to win a game if they don't run the football effectively. They absolutely must run the football effectively. It is imperative, whether it be Royce Freeman or Philip Lindsay, they have to move the football on the ground to at least complement. It, it cannot be a one-dimensional offense because, again, as Joe Flacco has shown this year, but also in his history, this is not a guy who's going to dig you out of things, and this is not a guy who's going to win just solely off his arm. If Joe Flacco throws the ball 55 times, that is a loss. Take that as a big L. They need to be able to run the football. Absolutely. My number one thing the Broncos have to do, they have to go out and score early. 
and give themselves a lead. They have to be able to, if that means, you know, you win the coin flip and you say, okay, we're going to take the ball and we're going to go down the field. We're going to go 75 yards and it's going to take us six minutes and we're going to put up seven. That way your first drive. Have control. Yeah. Have control of the game from the, you know, from the get go. Yeah. Give your defense an opportunity from the start to pin their ears back. Go get Phillip Rivers. Be able to key in on Gordon and Eckler and Keenan Allen and all these other playmakers that the Chargers have. Don't let the Chargers get comfortable and kind of settle into what is going to be kind of a weird atmosphere in LA. Be able to go down, being able to go down and score and get off to a good start also gets your offense in rhythm. Now you are able to run the ball and then you open up the deep ball and now your offensive line is more settled in and just it, it helps to score that very first drive. Put seven up on the board right away. I ha- I actually tweeted this out week one. I think this is I think it's very clear for Denver. I think you need the ball to start the game. Yeah. Uh, I think it is absolutely imperative that you play with a lead. And so thus uh, you other teams can have the adjustments and give them the second half. And I get the Bears went on that ten minute drive to start the half, but uh, or excuse me, not the Bears, the Jags. Uh, I think this team absolutely needs the football first, and they absolutely need to play with the lead for a majority of the game, even if it's a three-point lead, or at least play tied. You know, so where it's not a two-deficit game, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, we really can't run the football, you know, because we're down so much. That kind of plays into my big key, and then now we got to air it out, and Joe Flacco's throwing the ball 40, 45, 50 times. That's just not a recipe to win. No. And and this defense is built, this defense and this offense, this this team as a whole, is built to play from ahead. Yeah. And it's really hard to do that. And they complement really, really, they complement each other really, really well when Absolutely. they have the lead. Right, when, when they, they have, have the lead. lead. When yeah. when they're behind, this team just looks lost. They, you Like you said, you can't run the ball, so now you're making Flacco throw the ball. And this team, this defense relies on the pass rush. Well, now you're not really able to get after the passer because the other team's, you know, whoever it is, can just, well, we're just going to run the ball. We're just going to run the football and kill the clock. And now you take away Justin Simmons and Chris Harris Jr. and all the other playmakers that you have on defense. So, yeah, yeah, get the lead, get it early, and be aggressive. As John Madden would say, score more points. That's very important. That's a very big deal. Yeah, you cannot win in the NFL without scoring more points than your opponent. Newsflash. You learn things every week on this podcast. Every single day. Hey, that's us giving you the good stuff. This podcast, all right? It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tab 14. That's our keys to the game. Thank you, Jake, for bringing in your keys. We appreciate it. Uh, you can find more info on the Broncos Blitz podcast. And, of course, this is a daily podcast with My Life Sports. So be sure to go on over there to MyLifeSports.com and check out all the great stuff that we got going on on the website, whether it be Broncos coverage from player profiles, interviews, the best of Mile High Sports Radio. And by the way, speaking of Mile High Sports Radio, you can catch me on air every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. hour. You can go check it out. A lot of great stuff with the Broncos and uh, info that uh, we'll react to on Monday. I'll get your reactions on social media, all that good stuff. So you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Jake, thanks for joining me. Uh, Where can they find you on Twitter? I am at JKP303. All right. We're all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back on Sunday for a post-game reaction, and the hope is that the post-game reaction is, well, a little bit more promising than uh, previous post-game reactions. Or maybe you're a fan and you're just ready to embrace the tank. So 
Certainly a lot of interesting discussions as the Broncos head west. They head to California to take on the Chargers. That, of course, on Sunday. So for more info on the Broncos and, of course, player profiles, interviews, breakdowns, all kinds of discussions on the blue and orange, be sure to check out MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. See you. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit MileHighSports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.